the match goes to Blitz Team. Oh, another one. All right. Good game, man. <sighs> Thanks. Thanks, Bit. Listen, I... Can I ask you about your connection to your mech? Yeah, sure thing. Shinji, right? Yeah. Yo, that Ava's pretty slick. Thanks. Yeah, I I, I mean, it, it took a long time for us to get on the same wavelength, you know, really figuring out what my emotions were doing in connection to their emotions and and seeing what it meant about my abandonment issues with my father. Do, do you have something similar like that with your Liger? Yeah, man. Well, the thing is about the Battle Liger Ultra Suplex is I told it to just, like, grab you and slam you, and then it totally did. Well, okay, I guess I was I was hoping for something a little bit more oh, specific the, than... Uh, well, when you were at the top of the peak uh, of the crest of the of the suplex, I, saw, I, I yelled out, like, yeah, slam him! And then, then he kind of, like, sped up a little. So I think that's probably... Is that what you mean? Uh, kind of. L- let me, let me shift tactics. Um, oh. What are those? I, I noticed, I noticed that the, um, that the, what was it? Some sort of Triceratops or Brontosaurus or something on your team? It seems like you and her have like this kind of hormonal connection thing. And, and it reminded me of all the difficulties I had piloting my Ava because of my feelings for one of the other Ava pilots. How do you, how do you get past that? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we had some, like, scheduling conflicts about who gets to use the shower when, and then, uh, yeah, she got mad, but I, I got out on the battlefield, and I just kind of did my thing. I didn't even really notice her. Oh, well, okay. I, because you guys seem pretty in sync. It doesn't, it seems yeah, like well, you would have had to go through some real, some real interpersonal growth together, maybe some, do some couples counseling in order to get that kind of connection, but you just kind of didn't? Yeah, no, I just talked to the Liger, and they, it was like, rawr, and I was like, you got it, man. And then, you know, all the interpersonal stuff just kind of washed away. Huh. What have I been wasting my time on? I don't know, My man. life is a lie. Yeah, if you're not good at something immediately, you just shouldn't do it. Okay, well, that's that's definitely... Oh, but surely affixing other parts to your mech probably... Um, kicked up some feelings of abandonment from your from your father figure, treating you like his employee, but also can't hear you. Rock dis- music montage. Organized under strict rules and regulations, Zoid battles are fighting competitions held on enormous battlefields using mechanical combat units known as Zoids. The enthusiastic young warriors put their pride on the line and sharpen their skills against one another. Battle mode approved. Area scanned. Battlefield set up. Ready? <laughs> Was that Gundam? <laughs> I, you, were, you were flipping a little bit of Coop energy at there, at the outset oh, yeah. there. Yeah, well, you know, what if Inuyasha was Coop is apparently a good boy. idea for a show. <laughs> boy, 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 I have a lot to say about that. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Carton Cast. My name is Ben. My name is Zane. And we are the podcast that reviews old cartoons to see what we think of them as adults uh, and in the wasteland of the post-apocalypse that is apparently Zoid's canon. Uh, we are... <laughs> Picking up scrap metal from the show. <laughs> Zoid's New Century slash Zero? Yeah, this is the Carton Cast Zero, Berserk Fury, Backdraft, Jaeger, Blitz, Liger, Liger, Ultra X Machina. 
That's really good. <laughs> Just, I was kind of amazed that German words made it into Liger's. I don't. I don't pantheon. mean to alarm you, but the Japanese have mm. kind of a, a fetish for German engineering when it comes to their <laughs> mech shows, uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> Oh, I guess that's true with the JoJo's part two with the with the with the Nazi with the cannon in his chest. <laughs> yep, there was and and in Gundam there was a lot of German stuff going on. Like, oh it's, yeah, it's just it's just they love Germany. Don't ask why. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rude to bring it up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're watching a Zoids show. Zane, we talked about Zoids for a long time without really understanding what it was. And we didn't realize that we we did understand what it was. Yeah, it, it's it's actually... <laughs> so, uh, I don't want to jump ahead or anything, but aside from... No, probably even including Gurren Lagann, <laughs> I think this is the most unpretentious mech anime I have ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So, so the concept is, what if a, a mech tiger... And then there's no second half to that sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you have all of it. Yeah, because, okay, um, we, we've talked about plenty of mech shows, right? And they tend to be, look, the early 90s, they usually we were porting a lot something. of anime over. <laughs> they were porting a lot of anime over from Japan, and there was some appeal to kids in the Toonami Block era then. It's... There was plenty of stuff that could be easily marketed. You yep. know, that this was the heyday of, like, selling toys to kids. So, like, you know, the Big O's and the Power Rangers. There's Gundam. There's Gundam. We were primed for it by Voltron. I'm a little ashamed there's that so we didn't, many. in our intro, introduce a new mech guy, like a uh, car repair no, no, guy. No, 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 no. I, I think <laughs> Are we he out? is... Uh, maybe, maybe one more nautical-themed? We'll, we'll have to workshop it a bit. <laughs> um, But... We, we already, as a culture, had this appreciation for mech anime. 2001 is fairly late in the mech anime being ported to the state's life yes. cycle. And it it doesn't do anything particularly different right. from what we had seen in the past. It just, it gets rid of the... So, I'm remembering from the Gundam era and the... Um, and the big O and like all these other things that we had watched before. I watched Ava recently. Mm -hmm. All of these shows tend to use the mech as some sort of allegory for personal development or societal decay or, you know, gets, part, parts in a broader your, um... political framework, especially in Gundam. And that's true whether we're talking about real robot or super robot. Right. Uh, that, that's 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 just kind of the, the flavor, the paint of it. Right. But the utility of it was usually to say something beyond the mech battle itself. The mech battle was a vehicle to tell a different story. And I guess 2001 was the first time they decided, what if we didn't have anything to say? Right. Well, I see this as coming much more out of the, you know, Power Rangers Super Sentai tradition than the Gundam political intrigue uh, type deal because so that we, we looked at Zoid's new century um, originally Zoid's new century slash zero. Yes. You pronounce the slash. It's not a hunter hunter deal, um, mm. which ran on Toonami in 2001. And it's the second series of Zoid's after chaotic century, but it was the first one that got the English dub. Um, and it's based off of a toy line that was originally called Mechabonica. 
Mm-hmm. And 2001, like you say, this was this was too late to be using a show to advertise toys, right? Yes. This is we're in the video game era. That's what the kids are into. Uh, car we're games. starting in on our we're we're starting in on our tournament our battle anime phase mm-hmm. as a society. Yeah, which I, this I, did land in. Yeah, <laughs> like like tonally and in terms of its purpose, this belongs much more in eighties nineties. Um, oh yeah, no, it's it's actually incredibly similar to Power Rangers if mm-hmm. you're like just looking at the storytelling. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 interesting then that it is so unpretentious and uncomplicated that other mech shows felt the need to like okay the eighties was a cultural wasteland of of toy product placement now these now we can subvert and Zoids had that in the first season in Chaotic Century it was originally much more a Gundam esque thing well um, it was it was it took place in a in a war setting yeah they were using these for war yeah. And then they're just kind of not because they, th- they 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 were following the wrong trend. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's yeah, and it, it it reminds me a bit of uh, Bionicle, to be honest. Cause oh, the, really? The toys are very much like a wind up, spring loaded Bionicle. Um, huh. But again, the reason Bionicle, like Bionicle, yeah, you can sell some toys with a cartoon. If you want people to stay with it, you need some lore, and this does not have. This just has things, not so much lore. It it has lore, but only for people who look for it, and it's it's very not bland. It's just like it's surface level lore. Like yeah. there was a war. We're now in an era of just just kind of like the aftermath of a war so i i tried to look into like what exactly is making this society like this because it, it has that oban star racers feel of like we need a race to solve everything because that's just the order of the day that is our gladiatorial games uh-huh. this feels like a gladiatorial games kind of show because they're taking place in some sort of trigon-esque wasteland right but we never get into the whole Oh, they're using the gladiator, the gladiatorial combat to placate the masses, or oh, I don't they're even doing know anything about wars. the. I don't know anything about the 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 the, the committee, like the Zoids committee <laughs> that like oversees this esports uh, yeah. <laughs> game. Yeah, like we don't know anything about it. Um, okay. Here's my here's my take on the on the plot of this and Please. feel free to course correct me. When I learned about the backdraft group. Are you familiar with the backdraft group? Uh yeah, they're 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 shitlords. They are exactly <laughs> team rocket. Yes. <laughs> we need to catch <laughs> that super rare, you know, zoid. More than that, it's it's like if you take the team rocket away, there's no problems ever. <laughs> like society is just like we we want to do one sport ball and we're doing it. And Team Rocket is like, what if we kind of broke the rules on that but still respected the broader scheme of the rules? Yeah, if we lose we'll still pay out and like Yeah. Even even our like proprietary dark judge still rules in your favor <laughs> if you win. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah, so, so that, I guess that's the other thing that I I'm going to say right off the bat. I I actually like this show. It so I think it's very fun. It is 
it is a bag of potato chips, right? This is anime junk food. You can't, it's so junk food. You can't pay but it doesn't attention to, to be it. A, it doesn't pretend to be a gourmet, you know, feast. It yeah, pre- this ain't it, fighting it, foodons. It's exact. It's exactly a bag of junk food that says this is a bag of junk food. Pork rinds, you say? <laughs> um, twist my arm. Yeah. So, and I think it's interesting. The um, first uh, first series political intrigue into fantastical elements. Second series. A series of sanctioned fights with the occasional unsanctioned fight. It actually cleaves very closely to Final Fantasy Tactics into Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, where that judge shows up and like, you can't use hammers in this match. <laughs> yeah, the needless bureaucracy. Yeah, <laughs> of these of these weird esports. Uh, I I actually really like looking at the broader uh, the the broader lore because it. Because in the same, like, gladiatorial-style games setup of this is a post-apocalypse war society that, well, we fought our wars with a bunch of big dinobots. We're not just going to leave them to collect rust. Like, that's going to have to factor into our primary mode of entertainment. It's going to have to be what the have-nots of society look to in order to get a leg up. Kind of like boxing. Like What what if post-war disarmament... This is the thing that the normies (laughs) can do to try to attain status and privilege. What if post-war disarmament just involved, like, modifying the guns to be paintball guns? Yeah. Yeah, more or less. And... Uh, and I gotta say, I really like that this is in the shadow of a great war where, like, well, our killer machines still exist. Let's let's gamify it so that it's all under. Like, it actually the, makes sense from the from operating the war, perspective of whatever new world order happens to be in charge here. Which, again, I don't know what it is. Right, and it, and it's it, it no idea. Kinda, it kind of maps onto Pokemon in that way, right? There's this implied like war that happened just before pokemon starts you know lieutenant surge fought and and died in vietnam (laughs) lieutenant surge i forgot about him but here there's no uh indication of like well what are we all doing here right yeah no no no, it we can't look outside the boundaries of society there's no counterculture there's only the culture exactly and and the, the, the bits of the culture are spaced widely enough that I found the, the odd details very tantalizing. But I also respected what the show was telling me, which is don't pay attention to the tantalizing details. Yeah. They go nowhere. Yes. So, Ben, why don't you tell us, to the best of your ability, what a Zoid is? All right. So, a Zoid... So, you've got a... You've got a a transformer okay but the transformer is a little too square and angular it needs some of that 90s uh edgy stank on it Mm -hmm. so we're gonna make it angular we're gonna put it in the body of an animal uh we're going to um uh, basically form function follows form this time around it's it's all about the theme and the gimmick you want your robot to look sleek and like an animal, usually a predator of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the more bits you can hang off of it, the more Millennium Falcon you can make it look. <laughs> yeah, because the we're cooler selling, your ba- the cooler it is. We're selling toys here, right? And your your T Rex yes. mech 
with two swords coming off of its back chassis, those swords yes. better rotate. These <laughs> these these toys, I feel like, would have been impossibly hard to like mass produce because they like they look just. There's kind of too many parts mm-hmm. to be able to build. Yeah, like a Bionicle is complex enough to to construct and have it freestanding, but there's it's light and there's a spot where like you can see through it, right? It's not fully packed to the gills twice its size, you know, horizontal. Like it's it's almost more like model shipbuilding, right? Like a figurine. Yes. You couldn't actually use this. I want to see a liger in a bottle. <laughs> Give, give me a liger in a bottle for and my hundred years from now, archaeologists years. are like, what the hell was going on here? <laughs> what sort of a post-apocalypse war have we uncovered? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, yeah so, so they they look very sleek and 90s edgy cool. Yeah. Uh, but it is no more mechanically complex than big dumb dino robot. Like, they, they, they don't do anything that isn't, I'm going to dino robot at another dino robot in a way mm-hmm. that's distinctly dino robot and or gun. Like, yeah, there's, it's there's, no more complicated. There's a gun on here, it shoots. I've got cl- claws at the end of my running bits. I'm going to do, like, a claw jump slash, you know, with as much articulation as the actual toy would have. Um, now, the other part of this is, in the lore, these are alive. Kind of. Yeah, there's there's a bit of Evangelion, like, this has... Oh, what was the thing in Gundam where, like, they had the synapse connectivity for those super robots? The zero like, system? The, it's basically a zero system. Yeah, so the, 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 the Zoids have emotions and personalities, mostly expressed through this, like, super rare Liger Battle X Zero or whatever it is, where, um, you know, it uh, the, this main one, Liger Zero it rejects all uh, pilots until our protagonist shows up. Um, they, they have personalities, which implies that they evolved, uh, but they, you know, it's a dino trucks thing. They have, they evolved to have cockpits. These, like, this so, is a problem. Yes. <laughs> from what I understood of the, the lore, the, um, the Liger is like one of a few different kinds of ultimate zoids that have personalities i don't think they all do right i think it's just this lager and then a couple other ones that the backdraft group is trying to hunt down to present to giovanni or whatever it's uh, he's very giovanni <laughs> i didn't even see any giovanni i accepted that there probably was one there there was a giovanni <laughs> okay good his name was but, i um, have to look it up it's all tail the ceo of backdraft ceo wow okay yeah, they're real, they uh, business. Real capitalism is the enemy, huh? In, I mean, in our esports allegory. Yeah, I mean, nothing's really got even that much meaning to it. No, These guys are I, just bad. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put too much to it. I'm trying <laughs> to give it too much intent, and that's that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, he was probably equally as villainous as any James Bond villain. Like, they're all surface level man- maniacal villainy. I mean, they. Are they evil? They're trying to get rare stuff. They they do put on unsanctioned matches and and cheat, but they're not like poisoning the water supply. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Let me let me wrap up this thought about the zero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the ultimate zoids though, because like they don't all have personalities. It's this one and a couple others that have like this. 
it it was kind of like the Avas, where like or, or um or like uh the 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 robots from Gurren Lagann, where like they mass produced them after a fashion, but like in the early stages, it was just you had better connect to that thing that has a cool face on it. Yeah. So like some of them are more temperamental, but it's 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 a mark of um unique capabilities for mm-hmm. it to have a personality. It's some I think it's some they 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 put some sci-fi words on it like organoid battle system inheritance synapse fire go. They just cram tech words <laughs> into everything. Yeah, and you have seen this a hundred million times uh, in in mech anime. Uh, Big O, you know, you uh, you have been judged guilty, ye not worthy, or whatever the fuck it was in Big O. Mm-hmm. Ye not guilty. Um, like, it, the, the mech had to accept the pilot because the mech o- always stood for something more. It, it, specifically in Big O, it was like a god. It was as unto a god, mech are justice god machines in japanese lore this one there isn't anything that the personality is in service of the personality Mm -hmm. in big o was because you needed the 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 god of justice to find you worthy to pilot it in evangelion we needed something to react to shinji to promote his emotional growth here class uh 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 what was his name i keep forgetting bit cloud bit bit cloud bit cloud wants to have a buddy who's a tiger zord and there it is and i like like, i get that that's relatable (laughs) yeah i know i get it too (laughs) listen i'm not made of stone (laughs) but but it doesn't it's the personality the fact that they communicate in their own express language really doesn't doesn't serve any kind of purpose mm-hmm. other than maybe and this is me really reaching maybe is that liger is an outcast in zoid society and bitcloud is an outcast in his own society and i'll get back into that later but like it's not in service of any mandate that the show is trying to communicate because the show doesn't communicate mandates it can communicates gunfire and laser claws <laughs> We don't have time for mandates. <laughs> we have time for mandates. <laughs> we have time for a ton of exposition over the mandatory transformation sequences. That's right, because we don't. We also don't have plot. So, <laughs> so there's. <laughs> we we start each episode at the beginning, like at the end of a fight that they won, and then through the course of the episode, we're gonna start another fight. Oh man, these guys. You know they 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 seem a little uh, they seem a little tough. But we gotta dig in and do something wacky, and then we end up winning the day. Well, there is also an intentionality with um, the way that Blitz team is comprised, which is they're all very unique models. Mm-hmm. They're generally fighting stuff that is not unique. Yeah. So back to that, back to that mass production CEO villain thing. Whereas the individuality, free spirit, blah, 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 is the hero here. Um, I think that they get that across by showing that every team that they fight generally have the same mech. Just three yeah. of the same mech. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, in an actual fighting mech society, you could see the value of having three of a kind mech if you're going for a certain strategy. If you, if you live on a desert planet and you have robots that go... Sorry, if you have Zoids 
that can swim through the sand like it's water and jump out and attack and be completely uh, uh, unable to hit them, that's a winning strategy. <laughs> it's pretty It's not good. your fault that you went up against a legendary Zoid that no one could have predicted. So I guess that is the idea behind the Liger being incompatible and temperamental with most is because, like... There's only one. The, the message... If the... What's that? Because there's only one. Well, the, the the message that I guess they're trying to communicate by him being the coolest mech and the hero is that it's okay if you have faults and foibles. It's mm-hmm. okay if you don't have top-of-the-line gear. In a way, it's kind of like... Uh, this might be me really reaching. It kind of reminded me of Food Wars. Go on. About how, like, Soma is really good in the kitchen, but he never has the top-of-the-line equipment. He never has a lot of prep time. He He's he's at a disadvantage. It's classic underdog st- mm-hmm. story stuff here. Uh, but throughout the show, we see that his unique approach and background actually facilitates elevating cooking to the next level right or, or uncovering something like i mean that's his constant refrain is like i learn things by failing yep and that that is a lot of what i felt with liger you know running first headlong into situations to you know to the chagrin of his entire team only for him to figure something out before anyone else does when when they're describing uh the ultimate zoids they're like yeah every time they lose they get stronger which, which is a big theme, right? That's Dragon Ball, you know, Super Saiyan oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We almost never see him lose, right? There there are setbacks for sure, but the team, the Blitz team, always wins. Yeah. The, the way it is uh, kind of showcased is that before Liger was on the scene, uh, they were kind of a low-ranking eSport team, and this, this really helped put them uh, above the rest. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it is consistent. It's just not. There's there, it goes nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like this is a cool tiger. At the end of the day, it never does anything more than tell us how cool this tiger is. And, and again, it's this is why I feel it's more in the Power Rangers tradition, right? In oh, definitely in a in a Gundam or something like. Okay, they could they could lose a fight. They have to lick their wounds. They have to you know plan out the next battle or get a rematch. Power Rangers, you're not allowed to lose. That's a giant fish monster, and you have to deal with it. Here, mm-hmm. there's no stakes for it. You just have to win because that's what we're dealing with. There's not even the pretense of stakes in this. Right. Because we're past the war, and we're, co- we're cool with the status quo. Oh, we love the status quo. We're all about it. Yeah, it lets, it lets, you, put, it lets you put Gatling guns on raptors. <laughs> What's not to like? Man, uh, that's red meat for the base right there. Yeah. Um, I will also say that it is like Power Rangers in one other way, which I know this is jumping around, but I think that it is a large part of my enjoyment of the show, which is the uh, the different animation styles mm. of the Zoids versus everything else. Yeah, so this is a huge highlight, and this is actually what people point to for this series of Zoids in particular. It is held up as the best animation the Zoid series has done. Yeah, the three D. So we have traditional two D characters, three D CGI Zoids, two D backgrounds. It works. It looks so well. Really, it looks so good. Like, and and the CG like the limitations of reboot were Mm. that you were always in bullshit, but here only the Zoids are bullshit, and that 
lends itself to the to the setting. Like these things should feel clunky and larger than life and barely held together because they kind of are. We're in a wasteland apocalypse where we have to do all our work ourselves. And and they flow so much better than the human characters. Like they're just much more expressive. The way that they move, the they put effort into every movement. Like when when two Zoid pilots are talking to each other their zoids heads will turn to each other to talk um, it's so cute they're more alive than the humans are in many ways oh unbelievably and it'd it be it, it reminded me of power rangers specifically because when you you're looking at a bunch of form-fitting suits mm-hmm. with people doing like jerky over-the-top motions because it was ported straight from japan and that was the sentai order of the day and then you had a Goldar. Yeah. And a Goldar was a Halloween costume. <laughs> Full <Period>. stop. <laughs> it was just, that. yeah, that, that's all it was. And watching somebody in a form-fitting costume doing judo moves at a Halloween man is just so good. A Halloween man with no mobility, but they did give yes. him a sword. <laughs> it's so funny. It's It's always going to work on me, and... It's the same feeling I got when we went from Zoid Town. Zoid Town. Zoid Town. Uh, <laughs> the Zoid we Town ain't big enough for the two Zoids of there us. There and back again. A Bilbo, a Bilbo Cloud Tail. Um, yeah, it's whenever we are switching between a thing that isn't Zoid and a thing that is Zoid, it makes the Zoid look so cool. I I would argue there's no point to looking at this show unless it's Zoid time. I would I would challenge that. I I I found it impossible to concentrate on this show for more than a few minutes at a time. I I agree that the everything that isn't a Zoid looks bad in comparison, mm. but I would argue that seeing the Zoids in comparison to everything else kind of elevates the art a little bit. Yeah, it it, it uh, the the juxtaposition. Yes, you 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 can't focus on the good bits 100% of the time. You have to mm-hmm. have it in context to what everything else is. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we jumped way ahead. We got to talk about uh, just this absolute um, straight putt anime uh, character roster for a minute. Yeah, I like the focus is not on them. The focus is on their Zoids. Um, but we got this bit cloud character. He's in, indeed we do. So this is Richard Ian Cox. We've seen him before. Inuyasha, Ranma, classic character. Uh, yeah, he's he's doing the Inuyasha thing. <laughs> kind little. of. Yeah, I, like I found him. A, uh, yeah, go ahead. Like he's not a loner. Like he's he's just a he's just a bit of a goofus. Yeah. Well, I I found that uh, again with the juxtaposition, keeping in mind that this used to be an Inuyasha. And this is a loner. He's just not mopey. Mm-hmm. Like like he got over his angst. Like he got over his Shinji angst. Mm-hmm. And now he's just chilled hang. <laughs> um, it worked on me. I actually like BitCloud a fair amount. Yeah. yeah. I don't like anyone else, but he's fun. Oh, and there is no just, one else. He's just a dog that's happy to be there, you know? <laughs> yeah, because he like bonds with this Zoid that chooses him and everyone else is like i've never no one's ever been able to do that you know it's uh it's unreal what you're able to do and he's like yeah i know it's great yeah he's very unimpressed with 
he kind of treats the whole show like we're supposed to treat the show, which is very unseriously. Yeah. I mean, uh, ostensibly in like I, I look on Wikipedia and it says like, oh, he's trying to make the best Zoid ever. He's a tinkerer and he, he finds scrap and stuff. Not not a lot. Like he's just there. Yeah. He doesn't have deep internal motivation. Like he I I took him at face value of living one day to the next. Mm hmm. And it's interesting because he does have a very interesting Zoid. It, it's um, it's modular. He gets, like, new battle forms uh, time and again. Like, this yeah. one is uh, a lot faster, but it's a lot less uh, sturdy. Or this one's a big tank, you know? Um, yeah. But it's still the same Liger. So, you know, that's where his expressiveness comes in. Uh, his willingness to try anything. His determination to always win. It is very bland from the you know, anime school, but it suits what they're trying to do here. It does suit what they're trying to do. And I'll say it once more for emphasis. He's not whiny. Mm-hmm. And that, that's so huge coming off the tail end of the nineties anime <laughs> that I, I was more accustomed to. I, I mean, I love Yu Yu Hakusho. I've been watching it again recently. Everyone's so damn whiny all the time. <laughs> well, they, they don't like the shut situation. Up. Well, I mean, I don't really like it either, but, like, I'm there. <laughs> um, but he, his happy-go-lucky attitude as a shonen protagonist, he he reminded me of Goku from the original Dragon Ball. Like, yeah, he could fight. He was never not happy as long as he had, a you know, three hots and a cot. He's yeah. just so cute. I don't know. I, I really fell in love with him. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's just kind of hard to see it go backward. You know, like, seeing somebody who's like Ash Ketchum, but even less empathetic, it just feels like this was the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I, I think I, I viewed it more as a breath of fresh air after... Because, like, if we view it in the context of Inuyasha, mm -hmm. for example, um, I will take so many... I, I, would, I would very easily accept a bland, happy-go-lucky uh protagonist over a mopey one i want a sonic the hedgehog not a shadow the hedgehog for, for i guess this is my show point. yeah for this show definitely mm -hmm. well if if the show had more to say i think that we would start running up against a problem of the narrator not being a reliable one yeah because the 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 things that are happening would go over his head right like there would be you would have nothing to say about and it. And we would see, you know, oh, scenes of the bad guy talking to an even badder, bigger bad guy. He has no access to that. <laughs> right. He has he has no um, guile. He is guileless. There, there is a uh, there was an episode where their tech guy, Jamie, uh, he's feeling a little down because he, you know, he's he, he puts together these battle plans and the team just ignores him. And he's he's like, what's the point? Why even bother? And Bit goes up to him and he's like, don't be like that. It's depressing. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> Like, I'm not going to help. It's just, come on, man. You're in the wrong show. <laughs> this is my show. Yeah, that, that is really what it feels like a lot of the time. And, like, him contrasted with the rest of the cast, which, by the way, I'm not going to bring up the rest of the cast. They're very boring. Yeah. We can breeze through them, I guess. Um. I guess the his his teammates on the squad, Brad and Lena. Um, Brad is voiced by Samuel Vincent, who's Double D. Um, oh, cool! You can also really hear him as the Dark Judge. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dark Judge is great. <laughs> I love Dark Judge. I like regular Judge. Yeah, they're both good. They both yeah. look like Star Wars droids, but way more expressive, even though it came out the same year. Star Wars droids with, like, the little, like, instead of, like, those hands, they have just, like, batons that are either red or blue. To yeah, like semaphore. Match. How, what, what produced these? These had to have been after the war. Oh, yeah. And for what purpose are, are they? they... <laughs> Why yeah. is there a physical droid there? It's too it's small insane. for them to ever see. An intercom gets the same thing. It's for us. It's for us only. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> um, and Lena is uh, Kelly Sheridan, who was Sango in Inuyasha and Ukyo from Ranma, as well as the voice of Barbie for more, about 15 years. Yeah, this was, I guess, I guess they were pulling a lot of the similar talent from Inuyasha. Yeah. Um, um, I found I found his teammates very grating. And he, like, we need somebody to show us what a more cautious approach is to Zoid battling so that our plucky hero can jump first and ask questions later. It was grating because it was taking us into a different generic anime that the uh, stylist, like the, the choices and writing were suited much more poorly to that style of anime. So like... Um, it felt more like Gundam. Yeah, a little bit. Well, not not even as Gundam. It felt like we were in some... Uh, like slice of life anime where like this guy's stoic and kind of boring and then he's like oh my god you stumbled in on me while i'm in the shower oh, i thought it was my turn to shower yuck 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 smack well yeah and and those scenes are tiresome uh the only thing that got me through it is honestly because i had already developed an affection for bit cloud being mm -hmm. guileless yep but it's it's not the other characters of the show are very, very functionary. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. The, even in the Zoid battles, a lot of the time it'll be like, okay, we're doing three on three. And Lena and Brad will get sidelined almost immediately. And it'll just be like, oh, it's just me, one on three. And everyone's like, there's no yeah. way he can do it. <laughs> it. This is the Liger show. You're here to watch the Liger show. Mm -hmm. um, and then actually the, they run into a problem. One of the big shortcomings of this show i found was because we are in a generic battle situation like there are judges and we're in it and we're playing it some sort of esport thing where we're trying to get gain rankings and make it to the grand prix or what yeah what, whatever the fuck they're doing because that is the overarching motivation all the interpersonal motivations are like there's a scene missing i guess i never felt like these were characters with complex inner lives there's an episode early on where um this <laughs> this motherfucker called harry champ uh <laughs> is 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 vying for lena's affections who's in charge of these names uh like i watched the dub and boy there is that is not a no great sub, sub name uh, oh good the, i, I tried to find be. it on the internet and they were like yeah i don't think they ever actually subtitled this there's a dub that everybody knows, and then I couldn't even find the original Japanese without subtitles, to be honest. That, that's kind of fascinating because I, it it feels very translated with an understanding that the context would have to get there in some other way, it's, but it's, the context <laughs> is never there. Yeah, it's so, like not a good dub to stand on its own. No, it isn't. And like, So to give you an example... In one of the episodes early on, Harry Champ shows up, and he monologues. Every time we see him, 
he's only talking to his robot butlers, uh, and he always begins every conversation with, my name's Harry Champ, the man who's destined to be king. <laughs> That's how he introduces himself and just refers to himself while in the presence of anyone. And, then, and he does it four or five times in that episode. Are there any which, other references to a king in this show? Or a kingdom, like, <laughs> or any kind of hierarchy that isn't Zoid Battle. Or the so it's, group. Boy, he feels like uh, somebody from a different show wound up, like, got flung through a portal in time. And uh, and the, his battle Zoid was like, ooh, this guy. This guy's good. And then he, and then he, he has apparently got the hots for Lena. Lena seems to know about this. This is never communicated on stage. This is all, oh, geez, this guy again. Um, there's no like context relevant statements such as what about that promise we made long ago or flashbacks. Yeah. It's just him showing up, seeing that bit cloud is around and then Lena decides to pit them against each other because she wants to fantasize about being fought over. She likes the attention. Yeah. <laughs> but like there's no context for any of it. Mm hmm. And bit because he's just a happy puppy he just wants to be their coach he's like yeah i agree to a duel but not to vie for your affections at all and I that just is duel. never resolved between the two of them uh-huh it's, it's it just it the context of any of these interpersonal relationships is absent yeah it's it's first draft okay what do we need to do to get to the zoid battle in this amount of time and I don't necessarily fault them for that, but it does make for a confusing experience when they're trying to have these characters talk to each other at all. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't help that this is among the least elegant dubbing I've seen. Can we, can it's we pretty... discuss this? <laughs> yes, go for it, it. It's clear that matching the lips was the first priority, and then character expressiveness, and then making the lines seem like things people would say in the way that they're said. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, um, it does kind of have the same feeling of Google translating yeah. <laughs> your dialogue into another language and then using a different translator to translate it back. It, it, and it's delivered like middle school theater, right? Because they have to cram it into the mouth movements. Um, so like the line makes sense, delivery suits the characters, the way it sounds doesn't work. So there was a character who said, you may have thought the backdraft group was terrifying before, but today we'll raise the bar a notch. But because because <laughs> bar a notch has to fit the way the mouth moved, it comes off and as one sure word. It's, yeah, it's I'm sure it's all one. Yeah, the bar a notch. And like every line is like this. That, God, you know, it's. This is a running theme with us, I guess, and with me specifically, is once the show has communicated to me, hey, don't give a shit. I'm so much more willing to let that stuff go and uh -huh. find humor in it. I mean, looking I back. Look, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't give the same allowance to Gundam. Gundam takes itself too seriously to mm -hmm. allow Bara Notch to fall by the wayside. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, at the time watching this, I probably wouldn't have been very engaged because there would have been more engaging stuff just on, right? But being able to look back, it does feel quaint, like a like a like a little kid dressed up in grown up mech show clothes. <laughs> like, look it, at me, I'm a mech show. <laughs> I kind of agree, but like, do you enjoy that? I do, kinda. 
I'm kind of there too. Like this is one. It goes down easy, but I can't give it my full attention. No, absolutely not. And like I did give it my full attention, but just because there was a lot of unintentional humor that I (laughs) never got tired of. Yeah, it's B movie stuff. Like yeah, we're 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 not talking about how good of a show this was anymore. No, we're, we're talking, talking about, about how much we enjoyed it in the context of this is baby's first mech anime and it's hilarious. Yeah, what like watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show movie is one thing. Watching a, a midnight showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show is a different movie. <laughs> like it's it's, it's a different the, experience well, enough. It that's that's true. You should avoid both of them because it's a bad property. Mm-hmm. Uh, for stupid people, but <laughs> I'm We're just hoping get I get some... hate mail. I yeah, yeah, you've really been asking for it. Well, I I don't know, man. <laughs> it's it's just that that and Johnny Cash are the hills I have to die on, you know. Ooh. <laughs> um, so let me give you an example of of why looking back on the show is more endearing than watching it at the time. Please. So the the thing I mentioned before is like, oh, we scheduled the shower at the same time. It's clear that uh, her chasing him while wearing just a towel is supposed to be a I saw you peeking type of gag. But because it was made like it was dubbed for Toonami, uh, they can't they can't really do that. So they have to say like, oh, that'll teach him to take her food out of the fridge. Yeah, it's (laughs) and that is so entertaining from a meta level of like. Yeah, that's really Surely cute. they could have done something more elegant. Like replacing all of the uh, the cigarettes in one piece with like lollipops. Yes. It's so cute. <laughs> I fucking love it. I like, <laughs> I, will, I will never stop. Like, every time something like that happens, I'm just like, aw, mm-hmm. sweetie. Um, Yeah, I imagine that this hitting Toonami at the time of the early thousands would have had a much worse reception because I don't know, man. We were used to Cowboy Bebop by this point, right? right. Like this was this was around the same era as much more serious show with more competent dubbing. So the fact that it's so bad in the context of that era, that would have been hard to swallow. I'm not surprised that this didn't really land with and I'm not surprised that we got the impression of this that we did. Mm-hmm. Which is that we were very dismissive of this show, and rightly so. But I think in our memories, we didn't realize how funny it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, it, yeah. it, it could have taken itself too seriously, right? Like, that's what I kind of expected would, would have happened. Um, yeah. But, yeah. No. Uh, this, this show engenders so much goodwill to me because of how little it cherishes its own canon. Mm-hmm. Like, no one cares. It's, oh, I, I'll, I, it just, mm. um, mech anime don't really do that. Like, <laughs> some anime, care. well, yeah, because, like, there are anime that, that don't care that much. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of slice, slice of Life stuff or comedy anime do that. Like, Cromartie High School does that all the damn time. Yeah. You know, ab- abandon and pick up plot points as is necessary and then abandon them again. And that, But that mech feels anime intentional. anime are different. Yeah. Mech anime are different though. Mech anime there's a there's a implied uh grandiosity to dealing with a mech. Because if and you're it's just <laughs> if it's you're just, just not dick around, why make a mech about it? Yeah, why would you have a mech? Why would you have a war before the mech happened? It it's 
Oh it's man. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's it's also not it's it's also not uh impossible for this show to intentionally do humor though. Mm-hmm. Uh there yeah, was you had some a funny couple... moments. I found that when they weren't in the Zoids, they were actually capable of carrying a joke. Mm-hmm. Um there's a few different sequences with uh Bit where one of the things that he does pretty frequently is he will attract the ire of somebody who's treating the show more seriously. And then like ooh, a penny or like, you know, he'll he'll get distracted and wander off as the person is trying to attack him right. and unintentionally like knock people out in doing that. Yeah. And it's it's perfectly well told. It fits Bit's personality. I'm I'm pretty good with it. Yeah. Uh there was one in particular that I noticed um which was Lena has been kidnapped by some other team who wants to blackmail them into fighting. Honestly, you could have just called them up. Bit is eager to be homies with a liger, you mm-hmm. know. But they blackmail Lena Lena's captured, or they blackmail with Lena being captured, and um, the guy is radio conferencing to the Blitz team and says, you know, is saying, if you want to see her again, you're going to meet us here for this for this match, blah, 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 blah. And then you hear Lena in the background throwing a shit fit and, like, <laughs> random piece of, pieces of debris going in front of the camera, and the guy's like, excuse me a second. And then you get the um we will be right back <laughs> cover to yeah. the to the to the thing and everyone on the other uh, the blitz end is just like okay and then he comes back same demeanor same poise completely battle damaged uh, attire yeah yeah <laughs> like his hair is all disheveled his 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 gloves are ripped somehow and he's just like so we'll meet at this time and place <laughs> like he like he doesn't want to acknowledge the fact that he's just been through hell <laughs> right yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah, like, they're, they're not bad at it. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, it's good on the action. It's good on the spectacle. It has good humor. It has a, an engaging protagonist. It's not an overall good show. No, it's less than the sum of the its parts. Right. <laughs> it's, like, they, they, they just can't do a lot other than, monster like, Battle of the Week. Yeah. So that's where they stay. And to be they honest, don't reach. There's no I, ambition here. There is no ambition at all. And I was not here for anything more than Battle of the Week. If you if you go into this being like, I want to watch a plucky hero who probably shouldn't, who who doesn't, he, he isn't a veteran, right? He's a hero of the people type. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm just a regular Joe, I'm just a regular Joe trying to get my kids back. Right. Um, You know... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's you know he's a he's a he's a scrap guy, right? He's not from the battle tour circuit, right? He didn't grow right. up in this. He's just right. He's just your average guy. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it's actually very similar to um, David from the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven uh, show, I'll take the Edge Runners. It. Yeah, it, it's a similar archetype. You've seen it a hundred million times. The the mm. underdog. He doesn't have. Or Gearless Joe from Megalobox. Like, they're all over the place these days. Mm-hmm. But I was just in to watch him Zoid battle because I was on his side because everyone else was bland or a dipshit, yeah. and he was just kind of chill. 
I was reminded of like sports anime with like Ippo, right? Where he's not trained, but he's super strong because he's been doing manual labor his whole life. Uh, yeah. Or like a, a slam dunk. Like he's good because he's got a ton of energy and he's super tall. Yeah. There's no reason Bit should be good at this. <laughs> and they don't bother with one. <laughs> no, they don't. They just, he's got, he's got the. He got Moxie. Yeah, he's got the shining. He's got whatever got mystical touch. He's got the magic touch exactly. Um. Anyway, uh, we've I have a palate cleanser these... if you want. Uh, for your brain. I didn't need one, but if you'd like, give me one. I'm I'm game. Uh, so the Zoids travel around in a giant cargo snail that they all live in. Yeah, what's what's <laughs> that about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is this also a Zoid? Is was this snail alive? This is kind of like the mirror mirror version of uh the the uh the Knights of Camelot, Knights of Justice. Uh-huh. What what was what was the name King of that Arthur show? and the Knights of Justice where where there's okay. just castle? Where there's just a castle and no peasantry. This yep. is like the mirror mirror version of that, which is like there's no one that isn't a Zoid battler. Mhm. Like ever. Even the <laughs> the 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 space committee that is in charge of the Zoid battles, they send down these cute little Star Wars droids. <laughs> That's the only FaceTime we get with them. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, manager, Dr. Taurus, um, who, who... Professor Oak? Yeah, big Professor Oak, Professor Utonium kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> happy to be oh here, Coach. God. And he, you know, he because he's in charge of the, the snail thing, um... He has little Zoid figurines, like actual size little Zoid things that he plays with. He's he's just a big kid. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> a big kid here. He's a big kid, and he he's he and Lena share the same weird damn haircut that well, I didn't know what father to do and, with. Father and son, or father and daughter, and he had a son who got injured in the first episode, and he's like, "Bit is my new son now." And the old son was just like, "All right." <laughs> I'm out. No, I actually like the old son being like, hey, you know what? Bit seems like he can take up the mantle. I'm going to go a while. He comes back as a rival. I, I checked out the second to last episode because I was curious. And uh. he, like, has a fight with uh, Bit and he, you know, gets ruined. Uh, but before he's like, you know, I'm your rival. I'm going to give it my all. And when he's done, he's like, I don't feel bad about losing to you. I really respect you and you've come a long way. And Bit's like, all right, later. <laughs> <laughs> cool man i got no more, more fights to do just just endless rivals who are thinking that it's a different anime yes they're they're trying too hard like the the harry champ thinks it's some sort of romance thing uh these other guy like the 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 nefarious um the black backdraft group thinks yep. that, that it's pokemon and their team rocket everyone else they everyone thinks that it's something that isn't just an esport with giant tiger zords <laughs> like he's like bit's the only one who's grounded on this yeah bit's he's right like, this is rad and this life has no stakes attached to it mm -hmm. cool yes, awesome. <laughs> let's roll out i'm not in like i in theory in any other mech show even including power rangers the person inside the mech is at risk because the mech can take damage and you're inside of the thing taking damage it doesn't come up it at never all. Crossed, it never crossed my mind. The it didn't even consider Despite the it. fact that these 
that these modular robots can be broken apart piece by piece. It never crossed my mind that anyone was in danger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Zoid fights quickly. Yeah, they, they show a lot of the actual combat. Like, they'll show bullets firing and hitting stuff. They will show slashes. There There is some cheating, but, you know, it's, it's generally pretty good combat, except when, like, they bounce off of each other. Like, if there's, like, a, just a physical slam, it looks like two balloons falling. <laughs> it's it's a little bit... Like, the clunkiness of the CGI does but, not but most translate of the time, particularly well to collision. But most of the time, this is very competently done. It's it's also um, paced really well, as a combat should be. Mm. It, in, in Epo, actually, it does kind of a similar thing, where, like, I'm squaring up against this rival. He's got a better long-range fight because Epo is a swarmer. He goes in there and tries to do the heavy punches close combat. Close mm-hmm. combat is where he shines. The Liger also doesn't really have anything in the way of heavy artillery. He's very fast, and he hits really hard if he can close the distance, but it's all about closing that distance. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the fights are tactically... The Liger is at a disadvantage until he can flip the game on its head. Right. You know, kind of cleaving to the best parts of battle anime where, like, the Liger will be running away from a more heavily armored thing for a long time until the engine starts to give out on the heavily armored thing because it's got to work harder in Mm -hmm. order to make tight turns. And then the Liger comes in with the big slash. Like, that is classic JoJo's tournament arc, whatever. Like, I'm noticing a little thing in the way they fight, and it's going to let me get the upper hand. There is a lot of so crazy it just might work. Yeah, he never (laughs) entertains the notion that he shouldn't try the crazy thing. It's also impossible to tell when during the battle he came up with this plan. Yeah. It It could have been from the very beginning. It could have been as it was happening, or he still doesn't know. He's not an agentic pilot. Like, it kind of happens to him, Mm -hmm. and then he celebrates. Right. Uh, Yeah, we're left... You yeah. get the sense that the Liger was just waiting around for a human guileless enough and unegotistical enough to just, like, let the Liger do all the work. And, like, like he's giving a bit, like, one of those, like, fake steering wheels that you give to a kid <laughs> so yeah. that they feel like they're helping. <laughs> it, he's or, Maggie or Simpson. Like, yeah, like, bit never really figured out how to hit the brakes, mm-hmm. and that's all that Liger really needed. Right. <laughs> Like, I just need somebody who's not going to get in my way. Yeah, I can't excise my own manual override. I need a de facto, you know, that's not yeah, no one's going to hit that for button. Me. I like that. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it fits well with him. Um, let me say this also about the animation. Because this is where it really shines, and it shines really brightly... For the Liger's moves. Mm-hmm. There is a very standard mech doing cool shit sequence that you've seen a number of times. Gurren yeah. Lagan, he's got like the, the, the boomerang thing with the sunglasses. It looks awesome. We want to see the whole thing. Megazord, we, you have that elongated sequence of all of them joining together. They have it in Voltron. They have it in every mech anime. Um, and... The Liger, it does like this thing where it's like the, the the side fins or stabilizers or something start glowing with like this photonic energy. This photonic energy 
is not communicated by other robots. It's uniquely <laughs> the Liger powering up. Other robots don't power up. They just shoot guns. Yep. But this one, you know, the fins come out, they start glowing, and I'm struggling to find a way to express this because it's super cool, but I don't know if I have the verbiage, so I'm, you're going to have to help me explain you, You're talking this. about his, his laser slash attack? I'm talking about the jump that leads into the laser slash attack. Yeah, he's, where he's he's charging up. He's charging up, and and there's kind of a slow mo effect of like the jump, and then the slash accelerates downward. Yeah, yeah. Anytime they're in the air, you're gonna get some good slow mo. Um, it's really well articulated because the 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 see it helps because uh, the the fact that. The, the, the animation of the Zoids is so clunky means that when it does the slowdown, you feel some real momentum as it comes into the slash. It feels surprisingly well realized as a as a living thing that could exist in your toy set. Um, yeah, and, and it's heavy on the on the on the screen. Yeah, it feels like it's got weight behind it. It's it does. It it the move itself is basically you know, Yasha's Iron Reaver Soul Stealer slash grab with his thing. Uh, Holy shit, was that the name of it? It just looks way better because this Zoid is doing it. He's powering up with laser. There's weight, there's momentum, and you don't see battle damage per se, but you get the sense that the enemy is done. Nobody survives this. Yeah, and so it. What, what's awesome about it is it, it articulates like a samurai duel. Like, mm. so often yes. are you seeing the face-off and then the slowdown and then ksh, some sort of fast clash. And then you see the Liger in the foreground with the thing falling to pieces in the background. Yep. yep. Classic. It is classic, and it's so well realized with these gigantic mechanical cats. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw the, the outro to this show. Uh, remind me. Because I, I, I know I've, I've watched it. I just... So, so little of the show sticks in my head. <laughs> the, the the only thing that I'm making note of, because it does the same kind of momentum hang in the air trick, mm-hmm. is the beginning of the outro has the snail fortress launching the Liger into the air That's right. while the music starts up and it goes like... And then once the Liger hits the ground running, it starts to go into the guitar riff. That's pretty good. Yeah, And I'll throw it that. in here just so that everyone knows because like that's... Oh, it it feels good. Yeah, it feels it, good to watch the Liger do his thing. Yeah, it, and that whole you know sequence, uh, uh, all, all of the sequences that you've described are also very Power Rangersy. Um, yes, we've seen them all before. Um, Entirely uh, musically, I think we do have a couple of good battle themes. Nothing overwhelmingly good, um, but it's used to good effect, right? Like. It's used during the part of the battle that would suffer the most for not having music. Absolutely. And I only really made note of one track, which is... Well, I've made note of a couple tracks. They use the same instruments, but they're in very different presentations. Mm -hmm. The first track is the bombastic military... um, uh, What's the word? parade march yeah like a parade march some, something ceremonial that they do for the intro yeah um i was reminded of the intro to the girl and log on the bam bam 
bum ba da 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 you know, just very heavy percussion trumpet kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, this is, the world is set up as having these rules. These are the boxes that you can't color outside. The music for the big fight scene, like the, the turning the tables moment, the thing that you talked about, is, is using all those trumpet violin synth things. But they do it in a... The thing that came to mind was the Shadow of the Colossus when the mm. music changes from fearful to triumphant. Yeah, yeah. It's using all the same instruments as the fanfare. That's the word. Fanfare. Uh, the the military fanfare in the intro, but it's doing it in a new composition that really reflects Bit's place in the world. Like mm-hmm. this is an outsider; he's the cog that don't fit. And um, compare that to yeah. the like Dark Judge or Backdraft Group theme, where everything's kind of flipped on its head. It it, it almost sounds like a Mega Man villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like they don't have a lot of tricks to play with the music, but they're all in the right spots. Mm-hmm. Like it's a real economy of effort as far as the music goes, and the sound effects more than make up for the lack. <laughs> like the liger roaring sounds great. Yep. The the powering up of his like weird little photon claws sounds Slash great. Slash moves, laser beams, gunfire. You know, even even just guns rattling in their chambers, like rotating as the as the bullets are leaving, like. Yeah, the Again, big chunk the sound the like of a, of a magnum. Mm-hmm. That they put the right amount of attention into the different parts of this show, and they left the parts that they didn't put attention to. They 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 didn't clean up after themselves at all. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. The only thing that I would say is like a fatal flaw of the show is just that we spend too much time on the parts that we didn't focus on, and that's maybe a criticism you can gauge at any show but boy do the non-zoid parts really drag it, the non-zoid parts drag and you can't like watch a ton of these like they're all very samey um and for a one season long uh, uh 26 episode thing where it's a it, the, i can't get over this it's supposed to be a tournament arc I have no idea where in the tournament they. It's not like we need to win this one, or it's just like no, no, no. You're you're committing the fatal flaw while you're watching this show, Zane. You're trying to make sense of the plot. You're, I just you're trying to ascribe motivations. There should be some. <laughs> there should be you any. Can't. No, 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 no. This is this is villain of the week at its very at the very yeah. apex of its power. Yeah, yeah. I think if I if were... you remember the villain of last week, this week you failed. <laughs> they start at the end of a battle, but it's not last week's battle. No, um, it, it it gives the impression of this is just their lives. I if There's I no were goal. if I were to watch this straight through every episode, I would much prefer thirteen episode two season. Second yes. season gets a, a you know more of an over arc, but. As it is, Toonami, no. you might not make it every week, you know, every day, right? You might not be able to get there uh, home from school in time. Kind of works. Yeah. I'm here, it I'm is here so, for what I need. It is so similar to, it's just Pokemon with a different genre, like in so many different ways. I want to. The stakes aren't there. Nothing is externally motivated. And you can jump in whenever you want. The problem with Zoids in comparing to Pokemon is, is, like it could, re- it could not replicate the success, right? There were too many things working no. against it. 
this was toys oh, yeah. rather than video games. You had a few yeah. complicated but similar looking mechs compared to like a million different furries. Like Yeah. It it it's it was trying to play in the same space and technically on a a TV show anime level it it did the same uh it it, it was following the same guidebook but it couldn't yeah. it couldn't play that out into a media empire right nobody nobody cares no, about zoids yeah. anymore well and, and even if they did like i think that the merchandising like they had the it seems like they had the ethos of 80s merchandising yeah like tv is designed to sell toys but didn't have the toys almost like like they did have some zoids but like beyond zoids what what do you what are you i don't know where i would begin to find a zoid oh i mean like they're ebay i guess yeah in 2001 yeah it just wasn't heavily marketed they didn't have i i guess maybe like the horizontal integration necessary to market it to the right places i'm not sure what the issue was but it it does feel like they're using the 80s marketing model in a time where the 80 80s marketing model no longer applies yeah they're they're chasing the wrong trends the 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 follow-up series fusors uh again it's basically a reboot like they're not following the canon of anything and it's about hey we have these we, we everybody has two different zoids and they combine um and and the animation's much worse yes and it's just like you didn't play to the strengths of of what this is supposed to be but also yeah wrong time yeah it, it's frustrating because like i find a lot of merit in this show yeah and it it's yeah born in the wrong decade maybe yeah um i don't have a whole lot else to say about zoids so I, I get the feeling, like I often do, where I kind of espouse a lot of uh, gratitude towards something, where like I feel like maybe I led you down a more emphatic <laughs> road than you intended. Can, can, you, can you work the mind back and tell me if you enjoy this show, if you like it, if you enjoyed watching it, or did I, I make you say things that you don't believe? I stand by my initial impression that I had as soon as I started watching this. It's junk food. It goes down yeah. easy, but cannot command my full attention. I cannot eat an entire season of this and feel good about myself. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Zoids, man. It's what, what did you expect to get? <laughs> it's, it's right. Got some fucking well, Zoids here. <laughs> here's the thing. Like our expectations were a hundred percent accurate because mm-hmm. we were like, well, we, we've watched the self serious anime of yesteryear. Um, you know, I, I could say so much more about Big O than I could say about this because it deals with complex things like characters thinking things that they don't immediately say. <laughs> and, you know, Whoa there, let's not go too fast. Difficult shit like that. Uh, um, I can never do that for this show, and we were right not to assume that we could do that for this show. It is It is the quintessential mech anime for mech anime's sake no frills you're getting what you sign up for what you sign up for is tiger zord but without the tommy this is what evangelion is reacting against this is the this, this is reacting yeah this is reacting to evangelion and saying we don't want any of that or did you mean the opposite yeah no uh no uh 
I don't know when Evangelion came out, but yeah, this let, is the type of show up. that Evangelion was like, hey, we're not going to do that. We're going to be serious. So, yeah, I, I looked it up, and uh, Ava was in the mid-90s. Right. I mean, there, stuff like this happened before that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't think that you could ascribe intention to this show, so I'd be loath to say that this was in reaction to anything or anyone. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's just a, uh, it's a result of the constraints of the of what the team was working on like we got to make the zoids look good we got to use this fresh new cg mech anime was in the water they had that fresh cg we knew that selling toys was a thing that that mech anime wanted to do Mm -hmm. uh and it was just not really the right time for it i guess yeah but But, uh yeah i i also enjoyed it kind of a lot and and I, you know, it's a running theme with me. Any show that communicates to me in no uncertain terms that you don't have to worry. Like, <laughs> don't... You, you will just, be taken care of. Yeah, just a show that tells me there's nothing more to look for here. Like, there was moments where... Um, I keep on thinking Denki because he's another dopey idiot uh, boy. Oh, yeah. Um, anime boy. But, um bit is talking to his junker friend and they're in like a a a dive bar kind of situation and Mm -hmm. like if this was uh if this was uh outlaw star i would be looking at that dive bar for clues (laughs) of his you know his his upbringing the kind of society that would necessitate this junker um, I would be looking for more, but this show so elegantly told me, "Don't look for anything. There is nothing there," mm-hmm. and I can't help but respect kind of the forthrightness of that approach. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's intentional, right? They knew who their audience was, and I don't think they could have predicted who their audience would be. But uh, I think you know similar appreciation levels from both. Yeah. I mean, whenever whenever a show aims low and hits it, I I give the golf clap, and that mm-hmm. is definitely true here. Yep, golf clap. Um, yeah. So that's Zoids New Century slash Zero Epic Wing Gundam Fail, uh, Psychonaut. X yep. Cross. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing next, Zane? Yeah, next time um, we are going to be taking a look at uh, something actually from the 80s, Captain Planet and the Planeteers. And uh, Planeto. we're going to have Ian on that. He's going to be a guest because he knows something nice. about the environment, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Like what how- plants crave. Yeah, oh, they love gators and aid. No, Brondo. They love Brondo. Um, I'm just thinking about like a gator mech. Like a brawny oh, yeah. gator, like, like, a, like, like a Mega Man like X. Like wheel gator from yes. Mega Man X2. That's right. You're just swimming around in, quote unquote, not blood, guys. <laughs> it's totally not blood. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about blood and all the other renewable resources on Captain Planet. And what about after <laughs> that? I actually think that Captain Planet was my ask. So oh, I yeah. probably should be asking you what's next. Probably should be asking me and saying that, uh, well, uh, Josh is going to be coming on after that for... Uh, his long-touted Dan Versus, a show I don't know anything about, but I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about Shaq Versus. 
<laughs> I, I can't wait. Yeah. Well, let me Google um, this. Make real sure. Make sure that we're not gonna have some trouble here. Uh, if you have anything to say about, I guess Shaq versus or Dan versus or Captain Planet versus Joe versus the volcano. Com slash Cartoncast. Uh, where you can leave us a line, tell us shows that you want us to look at, and things that you want us to be. Uh, you can go to Apple Podcasts <laughs> and leave a rating or review <laughs> for the show. It really helps us out and validates our existence. And more than anything else, please tell your friends about the show. Please don't hesitate to tell your friends who gives a shit what. Just make sure you get outside and start zoiding up. Podcast over. Victory goes to... Viewers like you. Ah, uh, the Blitz team didn't win this time. <laughs> Must be cheating. It's probably it's probably Team Rocket. The Blitz team. He was the only one with like a speed type Zoid. Yeah, it, it's like nobody like before he showed up. People were like, "Okay, wait a second. Attack stat, defense stat. You're telling me that there's more. <laughs> You're telling me that move priority is a thing." So your mobility doesn't like it when you strap a gun to it, huh? I, don't... I I thought that mobility was just like under the hood for attack stat. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Tell me it's more complicated. It determines your critical hit ratio, but you can you oh, know. Oh God. There's IVs. There's EVs. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a whole you know. There's a lot of going IVs on under the hood of zoids. A- EVs and Avas and. <laughs>